Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Radio Missoula. What's up, Montana? Welcome back in. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. SWX Montana Television. If you saw some uh, tall, handsome guy sneaking in the corner, it's my best friend, Paul Morris. He's uh, he's in town for the weekend. He came by, I guess for the week. It's not even the weekend anymore, but he came by to uh, check out the ESPN Missoula Studios. We are broadcasting live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Go check out Northwest, Mo- Northwest Motorsport, the corner of Mount and Stevens here in Missoula. They're brand new to town, but they boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You want to see the entire inventory? They have more than 1,500 new trucks available. Just go to nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Uh, but Paul's hanging out. He's a Missoula guy, former Missoula Big Sky hooper and football player. And uh, he's just in town to say hi. And uh, his family, they're on the move, going to see some in-laws and outlaws and whatever else falls in between. So he's just here to check out the studio. Mr. Thing in the first hour of the show had a fun first hour. Brooks Nuana, SkylineSportsMT.com, swung by, talk all things NBA playoffs. Grace Denman, top athlete from Missoula Big Sky, joined us as part of our senior spotlight. 
and we will continue to do senior spotlights uh, throughout the summer. There's so many great athletes, both in the city of Missoula and the state of Montana. We will continue to highlight all of those. Also, this is crazy news. I've known this guy for uh, a number of years. He is an all-time great basketball player from Montana State. The last time the Montana State Bobcats went to the NCAA tournament back in 1996, he was a captain of the team, Nico Harrison. He was a three-time All-Big Sky selection for Montana State in 1993, excuse me, 94, 95, and 96, a senior on that 96 team, one of the greatest in Montana State history. I got to know him just from writing some retrospective stories about those teams, uh, oral histories, things like that, and also from attending the Montana State University Athletic Hall of Fame banquet when he was inducted. Well, Nico has worked as an executive at Nike for the last 20 years. If you remember right, when Kobe Bryant first came in the NBA, he was an Adidas guy. And then Kobe parlayed out of Adidas and into Nike. Well, who was Kobe Bryant's main man at Nike? Nico Harrison. So Nico has been coming up with marketing campaigns and recruiting athletes to endorse Nike for quite some time, about two decades. He is one of the the guys in the shoe business, in the shoe endorsement business. So he's done quite well for himself. And he's still a proud Montana State alum. He comes back to a lot of events. He still stays connected to uh, the Bobcat basketball program. Well, this is very cool. This is actually uh, like no other story I can really think of out of the Big Sky Conference. He now goes from a Nike executive into moving into the role as the general manager and the head of basketball operations for the Dallas Mavericks. So this guy now basically has control over all operations for the Dallas Mavericks, including Luka Doncic's future. Nico Harrison is the guy that hired Jason Kidd. So you have to think since the Kidd move was in the works before Harrison's hire was confirmed, that those two have a relationship as well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in Dallas. Uh, Rick Carlisle was an outstanding coach in Dallas, won a championship there, was there for 13 years. But a mutual parting of ways, it seems like Dacic and Carlisle didn't get along. But now, as you just heard in the Sports Center there, Nico Harrison has a distinct influence now on the future of Luka, Luka Doncic's career, which is in itself just totally crazy. If you missed anything in our first hour, you can find it all on the podcast, which are proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sports Bet Montana. You want to get a hold of me? 406 888 1029. That's 888-1029. A little recap of my weekend. We don't really have much time to get into the details. We're going to recap it more fully in detail tomorrow with Jim O'Day, former athletic director from the University of Montana. He'll swing by. Uh, he's sort of our Missoula liaison for the Montana Football Hall of Fame. But we had our banquet over the weekend. Uh, I pumped it up on this show quite a bit. Thank you so much to everybody who came, no matter what corner of the great state of Montana you came from. We sold more than 700 tickets. It was an outstanding class, a, a super, super entertaining weekend. And I just had the greatest time. The inductees for this year's class, Shane Collins, former Arizona State standout, who's a second-round draft pick from the Washington Redskins. He hails from Bozeman, Montana, was also a world-class shot putter uh, during his time at Arizona State. Victor Linskog, which has one of the craziest stories of anybody in the MSU, or excuse me, in the Montana Pro Football Hall of Fame. This guy didn't do anything post-high school, then became a boxer, then went to Stanford, walked onto the Stanford football team in his late 20s, and then within five years was an all-pro for the Chicago Bears in the 30s and is one Chuck Bednarik. Yeah, you probably heard the name, was his mentor. Uh, so uh, we always induct one posthumous uh, inductee, and Victor Linskog was our legacy inductee this year. Travis Lule, 
former Montana State quarterback, great CFL quarterback for the BC Lions, was also one of our inductees. He'll join us here in just a minute. I got a chance to catch up with Travis. Steve Okanowski, great Grizz offensive lineman who then turned into a five-year starter on the defensive line for the Green Bay Packers in the 1970s, was one of our inductees. Bob Beers, a former All-American linebacker for the Grizz, who then went on to become one of the great scouts in all of the NFL. Ken Amato, what a story. The guy was a long snapper at Montana State. He then did not play football whatsoever for five years and then got an open tryout for the Tennessee Titans, nailed it, and then was in the NFL as a long snapper for nine years. So a great story of perseverance for Ken. Dan Carpenter, a record-setting kicker for the University of Montana, who then went on to have a nine-year NFL career. Marty Morningway, one of the great friends of this show, uh, who's back in Missoula, one of the um, paramount offensive coordinators in the NFL over the last 25 years. Coach guys like Brett Favre, Steve Young, Jeff Garcia, Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, and most recently Lamar Jackson uh, was also part of the class. And the headliner of the class... You know, somebody that uh, made their career in journalism, I have only been doing radio for about four years full-time, but been a print journalist for 15 years now, uh, but always been somebody that's loved the art of um, broadcasting in general. I never thought I would be in this seat, but one of the greatest of all time is Brent Musburger. And it's actually funny that Paul's sitting here in the corner because once upon a time, uh, Paul's mother was involved out at the stock farm uh, down uh, down in the Bitterroot. And Paul and I were playing golf out there one time. I think we only got to play there twice in our teenage years. But one time we're playing golf out there, and Brett Musburger pulls up on the 10th hole in his golf cart, and he says, hey, boys, you mind if we if I play with you? <laughs> we're like, dude, we're like 15 years old, 15 or 16 years old. This Brett Musburger is like, yeah, we, you can play with us. And I remember he had one cocktail and hit a bunch of terrible shots. And after two holes, he was like, boys, I'm too old for this. I'm done. Well, a real thrill to circle back around and, and uh, then get a chance to spend some time with Brent uh, this weekend. But as you can imagine, the guy who is a professional speaker for a living stole the show at the Montana Football Hall of Fame. Uh, he was the last inductee to give his speech, and it was a tremendous one. Unfortunately, I can't play any of it on the show because it was uh, 100% inappropriate. But that's why this event is one of the best events in the state of Montana. So anybody that came out to the Montana Football Hall of Fame uh, this weekend, really appreciate you. I was the the media excuse me liaison for the Montana Football Hall of Fame. So I was sort of shuffling these guys around, getting them to their various interviews with all the newspapers and TV stations and all that. So I did not get a chance to do very many of my own interviews. But by happenstance, the guy that was standing around waiting for a table to sit at when I was in the media room was the one and only Brent Musburger. Here's three minutes from my conversation with Brent leading up to his induction into the Montana Football Hall of Fame. Coming to you live from the Montana Football Hall of Fame. This is a real pleasure, especially for me as somebody who's a uh, burgeoning young broadcaster. Brent Musburger joining me here on Nuanez Now. And Brent, uh, being a part of this induction class, I mean, what's this mean to you? It means so much. Um, first of all, you know, I never expected to be inducted into a football Hall of Fame, and I'm so glad that they added a contributor class. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, But there's so many memories growing up in the state of the Bobcats and Grizz and Carroll College and all the other uh, schools throughout the state. It, it, it means so much. I've seen some of my old friends when I come into Billings, and uh, this great great group of guys uh, who are going to be inducted in. You know, we've got uh, 
field goal kickers, we got quarterbacks, we got coaches, we got scouts, uh, we got defensive linemen. It's it, it's a terrific honor. You've had a chance to call some of the great college football games ever, and so. But when it comes, have you kept tabs on the, on the Montana schools throughout your life? You know, I'm always aware sure. of how well or how poorly they might be playing at a given time. Sure. And I called the one Grizz game. North Dakota State, 2015, yeah. Everybody remembers that game because with two seconds to go to Grizz, pounce it in and win it. Carson Wentz played well as a uh, as a losing quarterback. Uh, and the place was rocking, sold out, and... Uh, that was the highlight of Bob Stith's career. Unfortunately, that was his first game, and uh, everything went downhill after that. <laughs> Being a Montana guy originally, how do you think that set the stage for then what your career became? Well, Montana was all about two things, you know, family and sports. It was, in my era, it was so great to grow up in this state and um, and dream of being, at, I actually dreamed of being a Major League Baseball player. Football had not, when I was growing up in Billings, football was not as dominant as it is now. Right. So many more, I mean, baseball was so big back then, oh, right? Baseball was huge. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have previous connections to any of these other inductees? Do you guys, do you know any of these guys personally, or had your paths crossed before? Knew of them. Sure. Coach, coach, and I, in Morning Wake, and I had crossed paths. Okay, during our time, I'm not sure that Carpenter and I crossed. By that time, by the time he's kicking in the NFL, I'm really spending more time with college. Um, Lule, of course, I knew was up in Canada playing quarterback, and I knew his saga because he upset the Grizz that one year. Yeah. Some of the older guys I knew really well who were already inducted. Well, that's sort of fun then to sort of get to new, know a, a new yeah. group of guys. You'll be aligned with these guys now forever. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. It's just a great honor. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Radio Missoula. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. I had a great weekend this last weekend at the Montana Football Hall of Fame. An outstanding class of inductees. An awesome time of hearing stories, telling stories, connecting with all the guys. We're so proud with how big it's gotten. We sold more than 700 tickets this year, but I still think there's so many of you guys out there that would love this event. It's super, super fun. The banquet itself is first class. We work with Universal Athletic Service as well as the Billings Hotel and Convention Center. And it's awesome, man. There's uh, everything and anything you'd ever want out of an awards banquet. We get it done, and I, I got to give credit to all the guys on the uh, board of directors that contribute to it. 
And, uh, you know, I just have a small part in running the media room and doing all the bios. But next year, get it on your calendar. I promise you, if you're a fan of football in the state of Montana, which I know almost everybody out there listening is, you will certainly enjoy yourself. We had a couple, I had an opportunity to have a couple interviews uh, over the weekend. We don't have time to get to Travis Lule, former Montana State quarterback, right now. So we're going to save that for tomorrow. And we'll hear from Travis Lule, some good stories from him, uh, from both his time at Montana State as well as his time in the Canadian Football League. Jim O'Day, former University of Montana Athletic Director, will also swing by tomorrow. He was uh, there as well. He was a special guest of Marty Morningweg. So we will recap all the action that was at the Montana Football Hall of Fame. But uh, I'll give you a date as far as when our next induction ceremony is going to be. But try to make an appearance. I promise you, you will have a good time. We're going to really ramp up the golf tournament next year as well. Uh, but it, it is seriously, I go to events sporting-related events pretty much every weekend of the year during um, non-pandemic years, and this is absolutely my favorite one. So please consider come joining us next year. I'll give you all the details when it all comes back around. Three different current Montana State Bobcats competed at the United States Track and Field Trials over the weekend. Carly Von Heeter, who hails from Plains, Montana, pride of Class C. She was the Big Sky Conference outdoor champion in the women's javelin. Uh, she competed in the U.S. Olympic track and field trials. Her best throw, 156 feet and 2 inches. She finished 16th overall among 24 competitors. So a strong finish to her track and field career. Drake Schneider also competed in the uh, men's 400-meter hurdles. He advanced to the semifinals. Uh, but then finished 6th in his heat and 14th overall in the finals. But his time, he broke 51 seconds, so still very impressive. Uh, if he continues to get better, he will be a national championship contender. He competed in the regional meet this year. He'll be in the mix to maybe go to nationals next year. So he's an impressive athlete, to be sure. And Duncan Hamilton, uh, the steeplechase runner, he actually competed on Friday, so just before the weekend, but he ended up uh, finishing 14th in the steeplechase final, but in the midst to making it to the finals, he was a multiple-time school record breaker. He broke his own school record, not once, not twice, but three times uh, this summer. So he was an outstanding performer there at the U.S. Track and Field Trials as well. And then Lucy Corbett also competed over the weekend uh, in the women's high jump. We'll also give you updates tomorrow about all the rest of the Montanans. McKenna Morley of note from Big Fork. She competed in the women's 10K um, Grayson Murphy, also in the women's steeplechase. So we'll give you all the updates on all the great Montanans competing in the United States track and field trials uh, tomorrow. We rarely do this around here, but I thought this was a really good one that was worth showing you again, sharing with you again. The University of Montana has a new women's basketball coach. It's only their third women's basketball coach in the last 42 years. Robin Selvig for 38, Shannon Schwain for four, Mike Petrino for once, so I guess, 43 years. Since 1978, Brian Holsinger, the first coach to be hired from a national search. Not hired internally, not hired on an interim basis, but hired from a national search. He has some Montana ties. He was at Montana Tech for a couple years. He also comes from the June Doherty coaching tree. June Doherty most famously coached at Boise State, Washington, Washington State. But he comes from that coaching tree. He most recently coached at Oregon State University. Well, his staff is now complete as of two weeks ago, and I got a chance to sit down with that staff. Nate Harris, who is a Ronan native, played ball at Montana Tech, and then had stops at uh, Montana State Billings, Montana State University, and then was most recently the head coach at Angelo State in Texas. He's the associate head coach. 
Jordan Sullivan, an all-Big Sky player for the Lady Grizz, Robin Selvig's niece, and the one holdover from the last two staffs was retained. Uh, she was on both Shannon Schwain and Mike Petrino's staff, so she has a little familiarity with the players. And uh, then Jocelyn Tinkle, the big splash. She's never been an assistant coach at the collegiate level, but certainly a familiar name here around the state of Montana. So she also uh, was able to join the staff to get her feet in the water in the in the coaching world. But uh, definitely a splashy hire. We'll see how Joss does when it comes to the grind of college coaching. But when it comes to recruiting player development, I'm sure she's going to be money. I had an opportunity to sit down with all three earlier uh, last week. This is a repeat of our ESPN roundtable, at least a portion of it. I don't know if we're going to get through all of this. Uh, we might have to play the second half a little later on, but I thought it was worth replaying just because of all three of these young people's ties to the state of Montana, as well as just now the finally assemblage of the first new Lady Grizz coaching staff in a generation. Well, happy now for our latest ESPN roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula here on Nuanez. Now we do this during the 5 o'clock hour most Wednesdays. We're going to do this during the first hour of today's show because we have a little bit of a scheduling rearrangement because I'm heading to Billings for the Montana Football Hall of Fame later on this week. But happy to be joined by three different Lady Grizz assistants, two new and one familiar face, Nate Harris, Jordan Sullivan, and Jocelyn Tinkle. I'll each I'll address you guys by name as we go around so everybody can kind of learn your voices. But uh, this is uh, fun and uh, sort of a rebirth for this program. And uh, this is an interesting one for me, too, as, as an interviewer, because I actually know each one of these three personally completely outside of basketball. So uh, very interesting because Nate, he's married to one of my high school best friends. I've known Jordan since she was in college, and then Jocelyn grew up with my little brother, uh, same age as him, all the way through all the grades. So uh, fun and sort of bizarre to all the adults sitting here doing this right now. I don't feel like an adult. Yeah, never. <laughs> That's good. So we'll, we'll just go left to right. We'll start with Nate. So Nate just... Uh, We'll start with this. Give me your perspective on the Lady Grizz program right now and, and why this job was intriguing to you to come here in here and join Brian Holzinger's first staff. You know, I I think this is one of the one of, if not the best mid major programs in the in the western US and there's just possibilities here that uh, that don't exist uh, a lot of other places. Uh, you know, moving back, we, we love Texas. We loved our time in Texas. Obviously, for those, those of you that don't know, I was the head coach at Angelo State. My wife and kids were really happy, but this was always a place that was going to be a fit, given our given our roots. And then moving back was, again, just kind of threefold. That chance to move home, having roots, me being from Ronan, my wife being from Missoula, my oldest daughter being born here. Um, then obviously the the second piece of that is getting the chance to, to join Brian. Obviously believe in in him and his vision and and the staff he'd already hired, which at that time was was Jordan. And then the the third piece of it, maybe even the biggest piece of it, is that what we just talked about. There's <laughs> there are not many places like the University of Montana with the support, with the facilities, with the the capability to go do really really special things. Jordan, I think that I asked Brian this, but I think it's it's such a, an overwhelming narrative. When you walk in here, you see all the tradition, you see the banners, you see all the great things, all the championships that have been won, and to a certain extent, that is one of the biggest advantages Montana has in any and all factors. But I also think that that shadow that looms is also interesting as well. Like, you want to fulfill the expectations and live up to the tradition that's existed here before. 
But I don't know if it's ever going to be done again in the way that Robin Selvig did it. So how do you manage those two things, embracing the tradition of this program while also not letting those expectations weigh too heavy upon the the staff and the players and everybody involved? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think, like you said, it won't ever be the same. Um, Rob was here for such a long time, and it's just not going to be the same because nobody will be Rob and Robin Selvig. So. There's still so many things and pieces of this program that are still here that you know won't go anywhere um, with a new coach here. And it's I, I love that there's a standard here. And I love coaching somewhere where there is a standard and um, there is an expectation in that way. And so it's, it's finding people that want to buy into that. Um, coaches, recruits, finding the community to continue to buy into what's been built here. And people are as loyal as they come. Um, the alumni from this program, they love this place. They want to see success here. And it's just embracing all of those pieces that have been built here, knowing that it's not going to be the same, but knowing there's so many different aspects that can still make this place and will make this place a great place to be um, a student athlete. You have a completely unique perspective, too, as somebody that played for the Lady Grizz and then went right into yeah. coaching and then now are sort of part of this uh, uh, the renewal of the program. So just in terms of the program in general, mm-hmm. what's this last five or six years been like for you? Oh, I'm just, you know, I feel like luckily people are keeping me around here. <laughs> I'm going to be a tough one to ever, it's going to be tough. To, if I have the opportunity to, to stay, it's hard for me to, um, to leave because I do believe in this place 110%. Um, I got to experience it in my playing days and I just think, I know in my heart this is a great place to be and and there's no better place to be. So I will live to that for as long as I can. And just having the opportunity to be an assistant coach under different head coaches has been really um, a growing experience for me. I've learned so much from Shannon, Mike, and now I look forward to learning from Brian and working alongside uh, Nate and Joss here. It's just going to be a really, really positive experience for, for my own growth. So I'm, I'm just blessed to be here and excited for where, where we're going. And Josh, this is sort of a, a funny full circle story because I remember when you were in high school, there was so much talk. Will Jocelyn Tinkle stay, play for the Lady Grizz? And obviously you went on to play at Stanford, had an outstanding career there. But it's almost as if now the Lady Grizz finally got Jocelyn Tinkle. So <laughs> what's your perspective now here some 12 or 13 years later, uh, returning now to a place I know you consider like at least one of your hometowns? Um, it's a surreal uh, feeling, and it was a surreal moment when I first got that call from Brian. Um, and, and you're right, it seems full circle. I think this story is uh, really heartwarming for me um, because I've always considered this place home. I mean, even during my recruitment process, um, there wasn't anyone that I respected and, and loved more than Rob and, and believed in what he's done here. Um, and so that never went away. And obviously for me, it was a, an important place. My parents both played here. Being able to now walk down the hall as an assistant coach and see my mom in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it just it, it, it brings all these emotions to me in the best way. And, uh, and then, you know, when I n- knew I wanted to get into coaching, um, you know, when I stopped playing, but there were timing things. I wanted to watch my siblings play. I wanted to watch my brother play for my dad. Um, but I knew getting into coaching, it would take a really, really special place for me to dive in and, and go for. Um, and so when this opportunity came, it just seemed, you know, perfect. And again, I, I'm very grateful to Brian for giving me this opportunity. Um, and I'm excited to be back here. I'm excited to be home because, yeah, I know how incredible this place is. I got to, you know, grow up in this program and, and raised in this community. And, 
now to like the cherry on top is to work alongside Nate and Jordy, friends of mine that I've known for a long time and, and obviously be excited um, to work under and alongside Brian and, and, and believe and see his vision for this program. Um, it's, it's a dream come true for me. ESPN Roundtable. It's Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Need anywhere to watch the NBA playoffs? Head on down to Paradise Falls. They have 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers. They have every single NBA playoff game plus any live sporting event you want. Paradise Falls, proud presenter of the ESPN Roundtable. Uh, one follow-up for you, Joss. I was in Indianapolis for the tournament. and mm-hmm. First of all, what I've experienced... Uh, it was the only time that COVID ever worked to our advantage, the fact that it was a single-site tournament. We were able to go to 16 games in four days. There was no lines for anything. It was awesome. I, I did, You didn't see me, but I definitely saw you because you guys are hard to miss during Oregon State games. So I was there for both the first and second round wins uh, when your dad, Wayne Tinkle, former University of Montana coach, was leading the Beavers on one of their best runs in the last four decades. But what do you think the transition is going to be like? Because you have been so involved in basketball the last several years because of your dad, because of your brother, but now you're involved in a completely different role as a coach. So what do you think that's going to be like for you? Yeah, I mean, coming into this, I knew that there would be a great challenge. Obviously, I've never been a college coach before. Um, but that being said, I think, you know, it's fun and exciting for me to offer a different and outside perspective just with my playing experience. And then, yeah, I've been fortunate to grow up and live under, you know, a household of a head coach my whole life and, and learn from my dad. And because I was so involved with, you know, the Beaver men's program there, too. I mean, I was in practices. I was watching, you know, drills and and how he did things. Um, you know, I feel like that that helped prepare me for for this opportunity. Um, again, I'm fortunate to be working with these guys sitting next to me and learn from them because they've been around and they've they're great coaches and they have a lot of great insight and advice and knowledge that I'm excited to learn. Um, but also, I'm I'm excited to offer, yeah, what you know, what I bring to the table. And um, it's it's been fun so far. I mean, I think we've... We have no fun. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> no luck. <laughs> but, uh, but also, it's kind of weird for me, too, to think I'm not going to be crazy on the sidelines, you know, next year down in Corvallis cheering for my dad. Um, but I think... crazy on the sidelines here. Here, exactly. Now I'm bringing that energy and, and that enthusiasm here, uh, which is exciting because I get to do it a little bit more, you know, up front, close and center, and, and actually be more involved, with it, which is fun. Nate Harris, Jordan Sullivan, Jocelyn Tingle join us on the ESPN Roundtable. And Nate, let's talk about your last couple of years because we first crossed paths when you married my good friend, and then we crossed paths <laughs> again when uh, you got the job at Montana State, and um, that, I, that was when I was in Bozeman, so it was a fun program to cover. But then you went on this adventure to, uh, to Texas, yeah. and so... I know that you always wanted to come back. You're a guy from Montana. I know your wife's from Montana, too. This is home for you guys. But what did you learn during your time away from the state of Montana? And uh, how do you think that helped lead you back to this position you have now? Well, depending on where you visit, you learn to really appreciate the color green. <laughs> Living in West Texas, so everything's just a shade of brown everywhere you look. I almost, I almost took a job in Odessa, Texas. I went on one visit and I was like, nope, not for me. <laughs> not, not doing it. It's a, it's a different area. But no, it was a great experience. And it was kind of a grand adventure. Um, personally, there was some great stuff just for our family. I mean, we we were all, obviously, your family. It's me and my, my wife and my daughters. Um, but uh, we were always close. But just we became so reliant on each other other so there's some really cool stuff personally because we were so isolated from kind of everyone else we knew um professionally it was just obviously you you, you 
come up, you want to be a head coach, and you get that opportunity, and you learn so much. And the only way you really learn is by doing it. Um, and so just everyone talks about how difficult the transition is, and you get to see firsthand, and you have an understanding for what people go through on a day-to-day basis. And there's just no way to understand the, uh, the nonstop, uh, just grind of being a head coach, you know, as, a, as an assistant. And you've, I've even felt it last two weeks, and we've worked a lot, and we're working really hard to in recruiting and camps and all sorts of stuff. But you're able to at least compartmentalize, and you have a to do list when you're a head coach. There's there's <laughs> there's no to do list. Right. There's a right. there's just an endless string of things that you're constantly thinking about and constantly trying to manage. And and so there was just some really cool stuff there. It was a different part of the country. Um, and like I said, we we love the experience. Wall, Texas. Shout out Wall, Texas. Amazing <laughs> place. It's where my wife worked and my my daughters went to school. Again, we weren't leaving for just anything. I, I love my time at Angelo State. I love the the kids that I was working with there, but. Again, opportunities like this, they don't come along all that often. So when you get a chance to, to work at a place like this, to work with people like this, to work for someone like 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 Brian, it's just you've, you've got to take those chances as difficult as, as they are in the, the stuff that you, you, know, you leave behind. Uh, not really a better way to say it. The stuff that you leave behind, you, you've, got to, you've got to deal with it when, when great opportunities come along. The uh, winter of 2019-2020, uh, ESPN Missoula, my former partner Ryan Tutel and I did a, a 10-part podcast series chronicling the coaching tree at the University of Montana. Mm-hmm. And Wayne actually had a great line. He, I think he called it six inches to the, or eight, 18 inches to the left or 18 inches to the right, right? Your seat is just <laughs> yep. one seat down on the bench, but it is objectively different. So, I mean, did you feel, did you feel that? Did you totally see that? Oh, absolutely. It is, a, it is completely different. You go from being... Again, it helps you really understand the what you the the great things you get in assistant coach. Assistant coach, you get to build. I won't want to say better relationships, but different relationships different, with players. Sure, yeah. Every time you call someone as a head coach, it's bad. They think it's bad news. They answer <laughs> right. the phone scared. Every time you call as an assistant coach, they're like, "Oh, hey, what's up, coach?" Calls a head coach. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just, it's completely different. Every, you know, when you're an assistant coach, you have to deliver some bad news, but most of the time you're getting good news. You get to tell head coaches good things. As a head coach, 80% of your job is this bad news. How do I handle this problem? How do I handle this problem? It's just, you know, man, putting out one fire from another. So it is completely different. That's a great line by Coach Tinkle and something, again, they, and they always tell you, oh, it'll slow down, you'll settle in, and you don't. You just learn how to handle it, and it gets it gets better. But, it's yeah, it is a, it's a chore, but it's something I'm so thankful for. To Angelo State, I'm so thankful for that opportunity. It was so great in so many ways, but even more thankful to be, to be back in Missoula because – we sure missed Montana. We sure missed this area, and we sure missed the people of this area. So it's uh, it's been a probably more thankful to be back. It's it, it, it was a great experience, but we couldn't be more excited to be here. ESPN Roundtable, all three Lady Grizz assistant coaches joining me: Nate Harris, Jordan Sullivan, Jocelyn Tinkle. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. Jordan, uh, the Nate's tie to Brian is uh, Brian Holsinger is, is obvious. The fact that they were at Tech together. Jocelyn has the Oregon State connections. Tell us about uh, when you first sort of le- started learning about Brian Holsinger and and how uh, getting retained on a staff works because it's a little bit different when you have a new head coach coming in. Yeah. So Brian and I said hi to each other at Katie Baker, now Katie Faulkner's wedding. Right, because Katie has, has yeah. been an assistant at Oregon State, <laughs> yeah, so right? We- 
I was like, where have I ever met Brian? I saw him at her wedding, and I have seen him out recruiting and passing. You know, you just, hey, how's it going? Um, and that was about the extent of how much Brian and I knew each other. That's one, something people don't realize, maybe, though, is how much you cross over with other right. assistants in the Northwest, right? Like, you see probably most mm-hmm. of the Northwestern assistants from all the yeah, colleges, all the time. right? Yeah. If people are lucky to sit next to me at recruiting events, then they're lucky to sit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they probably feel opposite. But, um, yeah, so we didn't really know each other that well. Um, obviously, I could talk to Katie about him um, and learn learn about him through her. But when he first came to town, he made made time with with all the people on the current former staff, I guess. And so that's when we sat down and he, he emphasized, like, this isn't an interview. I just want to get to know you. And we just hit it off really well. And it was really easy and comfortable. And um, it just stood out to me how much of a people person he was. Um, and that's very important to me in the you know, in the environment that I want to work in, like you got to have a family-oriented person that cares about people, and that was like the first thing that stood out. His wife Stacy was the cherry on top, I think, that really sealed the deal for me. No, I like to give her credit because she's awesome too. But um, yeah, it's just it's a it's a tough, you know, when you're kind of waiting around to see. Like I explored other options because I you have to. You don't know what's going to happen, but well, like people don't know this. I I turned down a, a head coaching opportunity at Division to school without a job here and I was like you know I have people like that's crazy you don't even know if you're gonna have a job but I just I believed in this place and I was just hoping that Brian would take me on board and I'm really really thankful that he did um because I I really wanted to be here so yeah you you have uh, seen firsthand uh the the most recent championship level for the Lady Grizz so Mm -hmm. in your perspective how does Montana reattain that level you got to get workers, and you got to get the right, you know, the right kind of kids in here that want to buy in, and um, you just got to build those relationships with those kids, um, and continue to build them while they're here. It's not just get them here; you have to continue to work and develop players as people and as as players. And um, when you can do that, and you can coach them hard, then you can get to that caliber of championship level teams, and that's that's where I think we're we're headed. And um, it's just really about getting those competitive players here and then continuing to develop them and building a good enough and a strong enough relationship that they want to be coached hard and they want to buy in so hard that they want to, you know, they want to do that and be here and sell out for, for the coaching staff. It's such such an interesting program too. When you analyze the history of it, because, um, there's this day and age, modern day college sports, so much talk about recruiting and there is so many programs that can recruit sort of plug and play, Type players, and I think that we've seen the rise in the Big Sky Conference, particularly of programs where freshmen can be big time contributors. Mm-hmm. And I think that can't happen at Montana. But when you look at the history of it, it never was that right. You used to have to wait your turn at Montana yeah. always. The developmental portion of it, mm-hmm. the learning what it takes to be a Lady Grizz, yeah. and then having pride in that was the most tried and true formula. Right. Was. I mean, that, that's mm-hmm. what it was. It was the formula since I moved to Missoula all the way through. Right. Uh, covering the end of Coach Selvig's career, so. Um, I guess how do you how do you recapture that element of it? Because I don't know if that's necessarily been lost, but it, it just right. seems like it wasn't always about the most talented players. I mean, Manny Morales is one in a million, right? It was always about the girls that developed yep. into uh, all Big Sky caliber players mm-hmm. uh, as their careers progressed. Yeah, I think the transfer portal does change that a little bit. For that's sure. something that you have to try to decide, like, which route do we want to go? Do we want to bring in more experienced players, or do we want to keep trying to develop people from freshmen on? Um, and we definitely do want to develop people, because that's what really has built this place, but that impact of the transfer portal is going to change that a little bit, just because that's the way of the game. Um, 
I, th I think when you have, you know, in years past, we did have so many injuries that kind of started this trend of sure, right. playing early and thinking that's how it goes when really right. that's not at all how it really does go. So I think that was kind of just a fluky thing here for a few years that um, I, I just don't think that's something that we'll see again, hopefully. <laughs> but um, I, I think we can get back to that, just bringing in, again, bringing in the right kids and who have the right mentality that it's going to take work and having people already here that are setting the standard of this is how you have to work and be good. And so it all comes down to the recruiting aspect of who you bring into the program. Josh, it's, uh, you've had a front row seat of Division One athletics for a little while, but haven't been directly involved in, especially from a coaching perspective. So what is your perspective on the state of affairs in college basketball right now? Because it, it's crazy. I did a podcast last night with this guy out of Vegas analyzing the men's league, and I had to double-check my numbers. But, I mean, there's been 53 guys from the men's league that have entered the transfer portal just since the Big Sky Tournament is over. There's only 150 scholarship players in the whole league. That's one-third of the guys that are into the portal in the last two months. So it seems like it's something that's not going away. It's not going to change. So navigating how to embrace it, that's only one element of it, right? There are so many other elements as well. So what do you think of just the state of affairs in college basketball right yeah, now? I mean, yeah, times are different. Um, you know, this generation of, of young hoopers uh, are different, and, and we've seen it more prominent than ever now on the women's side. You know, it's been a little bit more of a thing and, and trend on the men's side, but now it's, it's, it's a definite... Um, you know, issue and thing that we're looking at on the women's side. Uh, but, you know, that being said, you know, those players are important. They bring, you know, a different element of veteranship, leadership, and, you know, it's a matter of putting the pieces together for us and what we're looking for. But like Jordy said, too, um, you know, we have to also value the young kids that, you know, we believe in and have, uh, you know, high ceiling and, and their potential. And, you know, yeah, again, I'm learning it, but it's, it's a matter of kind of Tetris here, you know, putting the right pieces together. And at the end of the day you just want hard-working kids that are, are willing to, to buy in something that you know we've kept kind of hounding today um, that want to win and you know again we're fortunate to kind of all all of us coaches come from different experiences and um, a common denominator of those experiences is winning a winning culture and you know again we're um, we a lot of us have also witnessed that here in this program and in the history and tradition of this program so um, Again, rebuilding and restoring that here um, is something that we're all excited about and, and, you know, have been familiar with. And it's about getting those kids that we believe in, whether they're transfers or, you know, young kids. But again, it's it's the times right now and you got to stay relevant. And you got to keep up with with what's happening. And so we're doing that. ESPN Roundtable, the three newest Lady Grizz assistant coaches, Nate Harris, Jordan Sullivan, Jocelyn Tinkle, joining me, Coulter Nuanas. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. And Nate, you have experience in the Big Sky Conference. And I know that while you were away, uh, you kept tabs on the league as well. Obviously something that is uh, you know close to home for you, but also I think you knew that it was going to be uh, a potential uh, professional opportunity for you moving forward as well. But two-part question, how do you take your time at Montana State uh, and use that to your advantage here. And what is your perspective of the league overall? You know, obviously there was a it was a great run at Montana State. I have a lot of respect for for Coach Binford and, and everything she's done there. And there were a lot of great uh, recruiting ties built. You know, kids, coaches, all those different things. It was it was a really good experience. And I think you just understand what works in this league. Who's I mean, what's funny is 
there's been a lot of coaching turnover, but sure. a lot of the the people that were thorns in your side when you were trying to win it five you know five sure. years ago, they're still the same people. Right. You know, you still have Seton Soleski, you still have John Newley. Right. You know, you still have some of those people that make your life your life really really tough. And now on the flip side of it, Coach Benford's still there, and she's you know she's done a great job continuing. Um, you know, to build that program there, but I think you just have to understand uh, what works, what what fits, and you know, and some of those things were were a lot of things that as Coach Holsinger and I talked, you know, I I think we have a we have a great formula. We're we're on the right path of of making you know making some big jumps and getting back to the top of the league um, very quickly. But at the end of the day, it'll always be about you know about having really good players. I mean. <laughs> That's what it is. Whether you develop them, whether you bring in transfers, you, you you've got to have great players that believe in your system and and are hey, you know having people that develop some chemistry that are that are pretty good teammates that helps a lot too. And why were we better at Montana State for a little bit there? We had a pretty good roster. <laughs> right. <laughs> Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Sign Broderick. Wow, Tommy Evans with all the best music, including the best new music. Check it out on the Trail 103.3 from 6 to 7 p.m. each Tuesday. That's tomorrow. I know everybody's time traveling. It's supposed to be the first weekend, first week, excuse me, of July. And uh, I know that that's when everybody gets a little lost on what day of the week it is. It's a Monday right now. It's Nuana's now on a Monday. Thanks so much for kicking it with us. I was getting excited earlier this morning. 1029 ESPN Missoula, by the way. I uh, sent out an email to our unbelievable sales staff. I mean, my goodness. Our sales meetings we have on Mondays. Um, we, were, we learned today that our college game day event for the, the fall is fully sold out already. So, love that. Can't wait to have Grizz and Big Sky Conference football back in the fold. Uh, we also are the vendors for the Mountain Line bus signs. Those are all sold out. That's here nor there, though. I put together uh, my list of my uh, six packages I want to do for the fall for both Grizz, Bobcats, and uh, Around the Big Sky style interviews. Got some new uh, stuff in the works here at Missoula Broadcasting as well. Going to be, how do you say, bolstering the arsenal, as it were. And uh, we're excited about that as well, but can't tell you how excited I am for Big Sky Conference football season. But I put together six new segmented packages about football and then a couple more about prep sports as well. And so we're going to have a whole new flood of content here at Nuana is now in the fall. And we're so excited for it. If you missed anything in this show today, an outstanding show, as it always is, has nothing to do with me. Just has to do with everything 
and all the great contributors I have out there and all of you as well. But Brooks Nuanez, SkylineSportsMT.com, swung by, talk all things NBA. We also talk a little United States Olympic track and field trials. Grace Denman, a great track star who is going to the University of Montana. She's a Missoula Big Sky graduate, swung by the show as well. If you haven't heard the big news, Nico Harrison, former Nike executive, former Montana State basketball player, he's the new general manager and director of player personnel for the Dallas Mavericks. He's running the show for Mark Cuban. He's from Montana State. What a story. Second hour, we also replayed our ESPN roundtable, and we heard from the one and only Brent Musburger. Miss anything in the show, you can find it on the podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. Tomorrow, we'll have more Montana Football Hall of Fame coverage. Travis Lule will join us. We'll also have our Treasure State Stars for the week, and Jim O'Day, former Montana Athletic Director, who also works with me on the Montana Football Hall of Fame. He will also swing by to recap the weekend that was. We'll see you tomorrow at 4. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.